Welcome to Meaning Over Money, a different kind of financial podcast where money is never about money. Welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so excited to have you here and happy Monday. We absolutely love Mondays and we hope you do too. But regardless of what day you're listening, we hope this adds value to your life. Now, one of the consequences of COVID for, for me and in my business is the lack of speaking. 2020, I was supposed to be doing a lot of speaking and it, it, well, it just all got canceled and understandably so. But now that things are starting to open back up, it's so much fun to have all these speaking gigs back on my calendar. And so whenever I speak to a crowd in an audience, the topic of debt typically comes up. And one of my favorite things is when I do speaking events is I have a lengthy Q&A on the back end. And the Q&A, that's always the best. I love it because that's when, that's when you really understand where are people at. And you, you see where do, where do they want to go with this and how do they apply this to their life? And so I love the Q&A. Now, almost every single time I'm speaking, without fail, somebody raises their hand, they have a question, and they say, Travis, you are wrong. Debt is a good thing. It's a tool. Only idiots get hurt by debt if you're smart. It's a tool. And I think we need to distinguish between debt in, in an investment like a piece of property. I came from the commercial real estate industry. We use debt on an investment to enhance a return on this investment that's sitting over here in this business versus debt in our personal life. So on the, in the investment, we're leveraging a property to enhance returns. In our personal life, we're leveraging our freedom and our family for what? Fancier, fancier car? shinier stuff. So on one side, we're, we're leveraging an investment for return. On the other side, we're leveraging our freedom and our family for crap. That's how I see it. Now, you might think I'm wrong, but that's how I see it. And I really think debt, especially on the personal level, debt is stealing from your future self so that your current self can have something it wants right now. And I think this comes early. This starts early in life. A lot of us, even at the age of 16, we get that first car loan. I did. That's what I was told to do. And I happily did it because I wanted that car. So I got it. And in college, that's, that's the next one. That's the entry point to the big debt. Sign this piece of paper and you can spend the next four years having the time of your life not thinking about, well, there's 40000 or sixty dollars or $100,000 of debt on the other side. So every year I lead a, a financial class for the high school youth group that I help lead. And last week was our final class. And we, did, we always do this exercise. And I love this exercise. It's one of my favorite experiences with these students. And I give these kids a theoretical budget. And I say, okay, you just graduated college. Here's your pay. Here are some of your basic expenses. Now fill in the gaps. What do you want to do with the rest of this money? And they usually have, depending on the way I structure it, they have maybe six, $700 extra after their basic living expenses. And so they spend five minutes and they go through and they create their budget. And some of them, you know, they, they put money into giving, they put money into investing, travel, clothes, dining out. And you hear all the fun ideas that they have. And then they share, what did they do? And then the next person says, oh, I did that. Or I did this over here. And it's, it's a great conversation. 
But then I, I tweak it on them and I say, okay, that was fun. And then I have these little pieces of paper and each piece of paper has the amount of a monthly car payment and the amount of a monthly student loan payment. And I tell the kids to draw a piece of paper out of the hat. And that piece of paper represents the choices they've made between the time they were, say, 16 and now here in their early 20s. It represents the cost of these decisions. And so they draw, they, they draw the, the numbers out of the, out of the hat and they open them up and I say, okay, now redo that same budget with the same general outline, but you gotta put this into your budget. And so you can start to hear the groans and the, the, the head scratching as they're trying to figure out, okay, now how do we put these payments into this budget? And you can see them getting frustrated. One girl even said she was stressed out about it. And it takes them a little bit longer, but they go through this exercise and then we talk about it. And some of these kids say, I didn't even have enough to pay the bills. Do I have to take money away somewhere? Or do, do I just put it on a credit card? They're like, we can't figure it out. The math doesn't work. And so we ask the kids, okay, what did you do? And the kids are like, well, I got a roommate, so maybe I can cut my living expenses, or maybe I could just mooch on mom and dad's, maybe I can, I can use their cell phone plan, or maybe I'll just keep, I'll keep their Netflix. And you hear all the ideas, or I'll just give up my giving, or, well, I guess I can't travel now. And they ask, well, how, how long does this last? And I'll say, for years, years and years and years. And then I highlight, this is the reality that some of you may choose. And if 80% of Americans have debt, then a lot of you may choose this route. But here they are sitting there at 15, 16, 17, maybe 18 years old, they still have these choices to make. So I love this exercise because you can see the change in their demeanor from the first budgeting exercise to the second where you add the debt. And the kids, the kids say, why would somebody do this? Why would somebody choose this? And I said, that's just the way it works. And many of you will make that choice. And I, and I asked them, I pleaded with them, that when it's time for them to make some of these choices, that they think about this exercise. Because when we're, when we're signing up for that first car loan, and especially the student loans, we're not thinking about what's the, what's the, option A or option B, when they graduate, all they're thinking about is, I just want to go to school and then I'll worry about that later. So you put, you put the situations in front of them before they make the decisions, it can change everything. Or at least I hope it can. And here's the thing about debt, and I, I highlighted this to them. Debt is not a one-time decision. It's not a certain amount of money that month. It's every single month. And to illustrate this with a family one time, in one of my coaching clients, I did this thing. Is that they had a $500 car payment on a car they, they really couldn't afford and they really didn't care about. It just wasn't that important, but they did care. They needed something reliable, they said. And that was about it. And they said, this is, we just have to do this and there's no other options, Travis. So I said, okay. So I went to a the next coaching meeting. I brought five $100 bills and I set it on the table where we were meeting. And I asked them, what would you do with this $500? If you had this $500, what would you do with it? 
and the, the, and the husband had some answers and the wife had some answers and they were, they were some pretty cool answers. And I said, you do have this every single month and you're choosing not to do any of those things with it. You're choosing to make your car payment. I said, there's an opportunity cost to this debt. Every single month, there is theoretically $500 sitting on this table and you're choosing to, to pay for the car. So some of us, ask yourself that question. If you had, think about whatever your payment is, maybe it's 500, maybe it's 300, whatever it is. Think about your debt payments, especially with cars, because those payments could go away tomorrow if you decided to sell that car. And think about what would you rather do with that money? Now, some of you may say that that car is the thing I would do with that. And to you, I would say, well, I guess you made the right choice. If you really think that's the most valuable thing for you right now, then I can't tell you you're wrong because it's you. And again, I always talk about spending your values. If that's your values, then you do you. And I respect that. But for some of you, that $500 is the difference between you traveling and not traveling. For some of you, that's a new wardrobe four times a year. For some of you, that's some really amazing giving. For some of you, that's going out to eat a handful more times a week, if that's your thing. If, if, if you want to go out to eat, that's going out to eat versus not going out to eat. For some of you, that's the difference between being able to save for retirement and not being able to save for retirement. For some of you, that's your kids being able to have money for college and not having money for college. Or, or this one. One of my clients, the husband drove a pretty cool truck, a very young client. And they came to our next coaching meeting and he said, I sold my truck. I said, whoa, what caused you to do that? In this family, they aspire to adopt one day. They have, they have a little kid, but they aspire to adopt. And he looked at me and he looked at me just dead-eyed and he said, Travis, that truck was our adoption. And he recognized the payments they were making on that truck every month was the difference perhaps between them having the money to adopt and not having the money to adopt. And he was dead serious. And he said, that truck was my adoption. I love, love, love that story. For some of us, that $500 is the difference between freedom and not freedom. For some of you out there, that $500 payment every month is the difference between you having to go to work every day and you staying at home with your babies. For some of you, that might be the difference between you staying at a job you hate and taking a job that might pay a little less, but is also doing exactly what you've always wanted to do. And for some of you, it might be the difference between staying at that job that you tolerate or maybe hate and maybe starting your own company. Starting your own company is scary. I've done it. It's scary. But that $500 might be what's stopping you. Now, I'm not going to hate you if you're in debt. I have lots of friends in debt. Again, 80% of Americans are in debt. So most people I'm friends with and close to have debt. I love them. I don't dislike them. I don't even criticize them. If they ask me what I think, I will talk to them about it. But other than that, they're just the people I love. So I don't hate you if you have debt. Not whatsoever. Now, some people say, 
well, Travis, you're a finance guy, you idiot. You borrow at low rates, and then you invest it at high rates, and then you make a lot of money. That's how you build wealth. Well, sure, that's what the math will tell us. That's what the, the calculations will tell us, tell us. But it's not about the math. It's not about the numbers. I used to think the same thing. And if you've heard my story about me potentially ruining my life, it worked really great until it doesn't. Debt works great as long as you have the income to continue to pay it. But the moment life happens, and life always happens at some point, that plan can go haywire. Even the best laid plan can blow up in your face. Now, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it happens to a lot of people. And the thing about it is money's never about money. It's always about something bigger. So I don't dwell on the, the calculations and the time value of money and the potential returns of borrowing at a low rate and investing at a high rate. That, that, that is true. Mathematically, that is all true. But money is never about money. It's always about something bigger. For me, I'll share what, it, what that looks like. For me, I have a wife that stays at home with our two little four-year-old boys. She's living out her calling. That's way more than math. And I wake up every day and I'm excited for what I'm about to do. Some days I wake up too early because I'm, I'm overly excited for what I get to do that day. That's not math. When my wife and I, we can give generously to somebody who's, who's in need without any expectation for something in return. That's not math. When I look at those two little boys and know they're going to be okay, and then I'm blessed to call them my sons and to be able to show them and tell them, but more importantly, show them what it looks like to live a life of meaning, that's not about the math either. It's so sweet. When we can get this right, it is so sweet. I've got it wrong for so long, but it's so sweet when we get it right. And so if you're not in debt, congrats to you. Congrats to you. You're in the rare 20% of Americans who aren't in debt. And so just for whatever reason you're out of debt, I don't even care the reason you're out of debt. Props to you for that. What an opportunity. And if you're listening to this and you don't have debt, then everything I said was maybe meaningless to you. But what an opportunity to be able to take the money that you work so hard for and to do something that matters to you, to impact others, to create value for your family. But if you are in debt, if, if I'm speaking to you and you are in debt, know that it's never too late to make a change. It's not. You know, our, our biggest audience here is young adults. And I have a lot of clients that are, you know, 24, 25, 26, 27 years old. And some of them, they feel like they're behind. And they feel like, oh, they, got, they, they made some mistakes and they're getting a, a little late start. And I always remind them that when my wife and I started paying off our $236,000 of debt, $236,000 of debt, is that I was, when I was 27, 28 years old. I think we were 28 when we started paying it off. So from 28 to 32, we paid off debt. So it's not too late. It is not too late whatsoever. Just know you can do it. Everyone around you may say you can't do it or shouldn't do it. But know you, you can, and I believe you should. 
But what I believe doesn't matter. I can't tell people what to do, and I don't want to tell people what to do. But if you genuinely believe in your heart that, that this is the right choice for you, just do it. It's so worth it. Believe me, it's so worth it. And some of you might be saying, well, Travis, I'm not willing to give up a year, year and a half of my life. You're not giving it up. Money doesn't define living. But I can tell you what, it's a year and a half for the rest of your life. Even if you're 30 and it takes you a year, that's one year for the next 60 years to be on the other side. Just know it's worth it. I promise you it's worth it. So that's what I have today. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram, either Meeting Over Money, or you can find me, Travis Shelton. You can find our YouTube channel. You can find our, our financial course for young adults where we teach people how to live for the meaning and not for the money. That's at meaningover.money. See you again soon.